0: Yes. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Mystic Show. I am your host, Chris Curran, and uh, I'm happy that you're able to join me. On this show, we talk about spirituality and mindfulness and spiritual practice, meditation, uh, purification, And we also talk about some philosophy and esoteric things, and we also, very importantly, talk a lot about personal development and self-help and uh, becoming. Because the spiritual journey is nothing if it's not a becoming. I think each of us is is on the path to becoming a more divinized human being. And in my mind, that's the, that's the spiritual journey. We start out as, in a way, an animal man. Then we become a human man. And then through enough practice of uh, dissolving most of our ego and uh, connecting to Our higher power or higher self, uh, we become a divinized human being. And we're actually going to talk about that a little bit later uh, on the show. Uh, We broadcast live every weekday at 8 a.m. Eastern Time on The Fractal Stream. That's our internet radio station, The Fractal Stream. And when you don't hear talk shows, you'll hear some uh, good music. Then we archive every show as a podcast in three different places. We put it on iTunes, on Stitcher, and on our website www.themysticshow.net. Themysticshow.net. You'll find links to our social media as well, and links to the Fractal Stream and uh, and all our previous episodes. Yes, all of them, every one. So we'd also like to thank our sponsor, Pause Your Life. We'll talk about Pause Your Life a little bit more later uh, as I adjust myself in my squeaky chair. I'm not sure you can <laughs> hear the squeakiness, but, uh, but for today's show, I thought we would uh, get right back to our book because we're almost finished. The book we're reading from is called Your Invisible Power by Genevieve Berend, and was published in 1920s, and we're almost done, and this whole book is basically, well, you've probably heard the previous episodes, if you haven't, uh, I think it goes all the way back to, um, I don't know, probably, I'm thinking 15 or 20 episodes, we've been reading little clips from this book, and uh, it's a very good book, because I find it very empowering. Um, You know, this whole idea that you and your mind can connect uh, and sort of resonate with the overall potential in the universe or God or whatever. And by thinking thoughts, we actually create our world, not just in feelings and things like that, but literally in, you know, how much money you have and the car you drive and all this stuff so our minds are so powerful and and to me that's part of the spiritual journey as well learning about our own self you know I mean human beings don't come with a uh, you know a manual an operator's manual you know we don't we no one really tells us what Our potential is, or what we really are, because that, in general, that's our, that's what life is for—to figure out what you are, right? And that knowledge or that enlightenment is—that's why we're here in a physical body. That's probably the only reason, right? So, this—we're going to read today this little section. This is in the back. It's like the last section. There's a bunch of little tiny sections. Um. And this one, it's titled, I'm trying to find it here, uh, yeah, this one is titled, Items to be Remembered About Prayer for Yourself or Another. So, Items to be Remembered About Prayer for Yourself or Another. And I'll just go ahead and start reading here from the book, Your Invisible Power, Genevieve B. Rend. Remember that that which you call treatment or prayer is not, in any sense, hypnotism. It should never be your endeavor to take possession of the mind of another. Remember that it should never be your intention to make yourself believe that which you know to be untrue. You are simply thinking into God, or first cause, with the understanding that if a thing is true at all, there is a way in which it is true throughout the universe. Remember that the power of thought works by absolutely scientific principles. These principles are expressed in the language of the statement, As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. This statement contains a world of wisdom, but man's steady recognition and careful application of the statement itself is required to bring it into practical use. Remember that the principles involved in being as we think in our heart are elucidated and revealed by the law, as you sow, you shall reap. Remember that your freedom to choose just what you will think, just what thought possession you will affirm, and claim constitutes God's gift to you. It shows how First Cause has endowed every man with the power and ability to bring into his personal environment whatever he chooses. Cause and effect in reference to getting If you plant an acorn, you get an oak. If you sow a grain of corn, you reap a stalk and many kernels of corn. You always get the manifestation of that which you consciously or unconsciously affirm and claim, habitually declare and expect, or in other words, As you sow. All right. And I just want to take a pause here during our reading because I want to comment on a few of these points before we move on. Um, She's kind of covering a lot of things in this one section. And I don't, I don't, um, I kind of want to tackle them bit by bit, basically in two, two bits. So in this first half, You know, she mentions um, that prayer is basically thinking into God and remembering that it should never be your intention to make yourself believe that which you know to be untrue. So we're, so prayer in a way is thinking about truths and thinking into, into God and I, I thought that was a interesting statement, thinking into God, because you know, we resonate with universal truths. Right? When you hear a truth that is a universal truth, you just know it's true, you feel it's true, there's there's just some knowing that happens, right? And you kind of in a way become one with that truth because you're part of that truth, right? And, and I think that's what happens when we think into God, as she says, is that we, we sort of resonate with the divine vibration. And, um, and we sort of, I don't know, it's like the drop in the ocean where we are part of the ocean and we're the same, uh, we're basically the same as the ocean. We're just a small part. Which is also a fractal, by the way. We I won't get into that today. <laughs> um so yeah, so we're almost like an extension of God. Although we're not really an extension because we're part of it. So it you know, again, spiritual out spirituality at times can be very paradoxical and again very esoteric and high um anyway these are the thoughts we have to think uh and and ponder to come up with our own truth and then the author talks about as you sow you shall reap and of course this is apparent to everyone right again universal truth hello i mean it resonates right as you sow you shall reap. And she gives the example of, you know, if you plant an acorn, you get an oak. If you plant a grain of corn, you get a stalk and many kernels of corn. So in our own lives, whatever thoughts we have, we're sort of planting seeds and, you know, impressing them upon the the universe. And the universe just grows the seed and sends us back you know, the reaping. And um, and it almost, you know, you've probably heard this before, that, that the universe reflects back what you give it. Um, you know, like if you have loving thoughts, the universe seems like a loving place. If you have hateful thoughts, the universe seems like a hateful place. So whatever kind of vibe you give off is usually the vibe you get. And maybe not usually, maybe always, <laughs> right? So it's interesting that the universe reflects back what you give it, and really, it it gives back what you think into it, right? It's almost it's almost like by our thoughts we're giving orders, you know, and um, that's why one of my mentors says when you when when you when you get results in your life that you don't like or even that you do like basically you ordered the goods and now they're being delivered and you know we order the goods by our thought you know not just any thought the type of thought that uh she's describing in this book and uh when we think in a certain way we're ordering the goods and then the universe takes the order and just delivers the goods. Um, I really think in su- in in a lot of ways it's that simple. In other ways it's not so simple. Um, but I don't think that's the universe's fault actually. I think that's that's our shortcoming when we expect something completely unrealistic from the universe. Like if you never if you never learned anything about architecture or studied to be an architect or you're not even good at drawing yet you come up with the resume and you apply for a job as an architect. I mean, you know, and, and you could, you can think about it all you want. You can think positive thoughts and you can, you know, at 5am meditate on it and everything that the author here recommends. But realistically you're not an architect and you're not going to get a job as an architect because you can't. You can't even draw. You don't know anything. So I think sometimes as humans, we actually put ourselves into situations that are just, we we set ourselves up for failure. So to bring it back to what the author's talking about here, um, we have to, again, almost resonate with universal principles. Keep it on the universal level think about good things think about love and compassion and and send love and compassion to other people and and look upon others with that and look upon yourself with that and and then that's that gets reflected back so let's uh let's read the the last part of this real quick um where did i leave off here okay here we go Therefore, sow the seeds of I am, I ought, I can, I will realize that because you are, you ought. That because you ought, you can. That because you can, you do. The manifestation of this truth even in a small degree, gives you the indisputable understanding that dominion is your charter right. You are an heir of first cause, endowed with all the power he has. God has given you everything. All is yours. And you know that all you have to do is to reach out your mental hand and take it. This formula may serve as a pattern to shape your own prayer or affirmation into God for the benefit of another or yourself. If for another you speak the Christian name of the person you wish to help, Then dismiss their personality entirely from your consciousness. Intensify your thought by meditating upon the fact that there is that in you which finds the way, which is the truth and is the life. You are affirming this fact, believing that since you are thinking this, It is already yours. Having lifted up your feeling to the central idea of this meditation, you examine your own consciousness to see if there is aught which is unlike God. If there is any feeling of fear, worry, malice, envy, hatred, or jealousy, Turn back in your meditation to cleanse your thought through the affirmation that God's love and purity fill all space, including your heart and soul. Reconcile your thought with the love of God. Always remember that. And that's the end of this section. Um, one real quick thought I had was when she says, if there's any feeling of fear, worry, malice, envy, hatred, or jealousy, turn back in your meditation to cleanse your thought. And again, so when we're working with our mind, when we're working with our thoughts, it's a very subtle and, uh, fine instrument and unfortunately, in today's world, or probably always, when we live in the mundane world, we get bombarded with thoughts, heavy thoughts, light thoughts, all different kinds of thoughts, but a zillion thoughts. And it's it's a very gross environment, meaning we're getting bombarded. So, when you meditate, it's a very fine environment, and, you know, that's why... We meditate because we have to learn how to cleanse our mind of these other random thoughts or and or negative thoughts. Um, because if we're going to use our mind as an instrument of creation, which we're doing anyway, right? We're just trying to refine it, harness it. If we're using it as an instrument of creation, we need to, you know, sharpen our instrument in a way, Right? So, I think it's that simple with the the cleansing. The cleansing, by the way, I think is super, super important. Uh, And that's one of the, or it could be the um, aspect of spiritual practice that most everybody misses. Most, everyone doesn't think about cleaning or becoming purified in thought or, um, you know, changing their behaviors or tendencies right so those changes have to come and we have to become purified so those are just a few thoughts on that um let's take a quick break and uh we'll be right back with uh, the mystic show welcome back to the mystic show thanks to uh john adams for that piano piece called china gates i've told you that story before i was waking up on a weekend many years ago and somehow my alarm went off and the radio started playing and that song was on and i was in like a dreamy state and uh it's it's a dreamy type of piano piece it's really beautiful just i mean beautiful piece of art and uh so after a while i was thinking wow i hope i hope the dj mentions the name of this because what if the song ends and they don't tell me the name of it and then then i'll never know like literally never know (laughs) and luckily i listened carefully and the the dj did mention uh the name china gates and i and so i looked it up online and i found it anyway thanks for that musical interlude and welcome back to the mystic show i'm your host chris curran and uh happy to be here every morning at 8 a.m eastern time that's new york city time and we do you know a quick little half an hour show just helping everybody get their day started the right way you know Think of the opposite way. Think of turning on the news, CNN or any news, Fox News. I don't know. I'm not political at all. I don't care. Um, and just hearing about the carjacking and the murder and the uprisings and the militaries and the, you know, how many people died. You know, that that's what the news has become. How many people died and how did they die? And who has really bad diseases and and, and how are they suffering? Crazy. Anyway, that's why the mystic show exists. We take care of the other side of the spectrum. We're here to help you start your day thinking empowering thoughts about how you can grow spiritually, grow behaviorally, and actually become a a divinized human being. So, uh, and then, of course, we have the show as a podcast. And on our website is themysticshow.net. You can find everything there. So themysticshow.net. That's our website. And, um, and yeah, the Pause Your Life meetup is coming up this Friday. Pause Your Life is an organization. They have meetups and retreats. And uh, there's a meetup this Friday here in northern New Jersey. And uh, there's also a spring retreat on May 2nd through through the 4th. Um, so go to pauseyourlife.org and you can find out more details about the retreat. Very, um, reasonable. That, that is like the understatement of the century saying that, that the experience, that the cost is reasonable. It's, it's crazy. So I hope a lot of, uh, I hope a lot of you can join us there on the pause your life retreat. And uh, I also just want to say thank you to, um, Dr. Chris Stepien, he uh, he also has a meetup group here in North Jersey. It's called the White Elephant Spirituality Group. And uh, my wife and I attended their Dow meeting on Friday night, uh, led by Mrs. Chung, who, who cooked some noodles, and we had noodles and some nice tea, and we uh, talked about the Dow. And uh, we actually, she gave us a handout with a story, which I think tomorrow... We'll read this story. So it's a very short story, and obviously it has has um, significance spiritually or developmentally for us. So we'll read the story and just talk about the uh, the moral of it and and what what uh, what we can take from the story as lessons. Uh, we really don't have enough time to do that today. But today, I, I did want to read this very interesting piece that's in our book, our other book. We have a lot of books. <laughs> well, maybe not a lot. We have books. <laughs> uh, this is from our 365 Dao book, um, Daily Meditations by Deng Ming Tao. And this, this passage is called Source. And um, again, there's a little... There's a little poem on top and then a few paragraphs. So we'll go ahead and read this. It's called Source. Wellspring of energy rises in the body's core. Tap it and be sustained. Channel it and it will speak. The source of all power is within yourself. Although external circumstances may occasionally hamper you, true movement comes solely from within yourself. The source is latent in everyone, but anyone can learn to tap it. When this happens, power rises like a shimmering well through the center of your body. Physically, It will sustain and nourish you. But it can do many other things as well. It can give you gifts ranging from unusual knowledge to simple tranquility. It all depends on how you choose to direct your energies. We cannot say that a person will become enlightened solely by virtue of having tapped this source of power. Energy is neutral. It requires experience, wisdom, and education to direct it. You may gain power from your meditations, but it is possible for two people with the same valid attainment to use it in two different ways, even to the extremes of good and evil. Finding the source of spiritual power is a great joy. Deciding how to direct it is the greatest of responsibilities. And that's the end of that little passage. And I, th- I really like the differentiation the author makes between power and enlightenment. I think this is a often a mistake individuals make when they think about attaining power or you know um kundalini or any of these powerful methods of breathing and all this stuff uh power is not the same as enlightenment and again think let's let, you have to think about that right Oh, and, and the author also says that basically through spiritual practice, you'll gain a more po- powerful vibration, which is kind of like a finer vibration, right? You're becoming refined. And of course, deciding how to wield power is the biggest responsibility, right? That's why my spiritual guide says that wise people, they don't like power, they don't want power because they know it's a danger. So power is not the answer. We need it, but it's not the only answer. So so I'm I'm happy you could join me today. This has been good. I think we covered a lot of great subjects. Maybe as you move through your day, talk with some of your friends about these. Maybe bring it up in a conversation. See what they have to say. You know, spark some conversation, or maybe tell them to listen uh, to the Mystic Show if they want to. So, this has been great, and uh, again, keep your vibration throughout the day. And if you have any thoughts, don't don't forget you can always write them down to keep a diary. So, be well today, and as always keep shining.